Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And good evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again on the O oh, the Pain podcast for Friday, January 7th, 2022. And, of course, the Joe Beningo Older Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and, of course, by Anita Tire. Okay, here we are now. We move into the final weekend of the NFL season, week 18. Uh, still uh, some things up in the air that need to be decided. Uh, a couple playoff spots still yet to be determined. Uh, we will do my NFL picks uh, for week, at, uh, week 18, of course, in uh, just a few moments, uh, another unbelievable week for me last week as I went 5-0 and again. I have been just unconscious. I had a kind of an off week the week before. I went 2-3, and three, came right back, running the table last week with that 5-0. and oh, And uh, we'll give our shot here for the final weekend of the regular season, which really is probably, you know, you look at week one and week the, and the final week, week 18 this year, week 18 of the season, are the two toughest weeks to pick these games. You know, week one, you have no idea what anybody really is, no matter, you know, what they were the year before. And then week 18, you got so many games that really don't mean anything. You got, uh, you know, teams that have already clinched playoff spots, clinched divisions that aren't going to play people. You got that situation this week with Cincinnati. Joe Burrow will not play this week for the Bengals as they prepare for their playoff game next week as they've already clinched the uh, AFC North. So very, very difficult week. Uh, to pick these games, but we'll give it a shot uh, for a week at 18 in a couple minutes. You know, I, I just want to get back to my football team, to the Jets again here for a second, because, you know, there's a number of guys on this team that are free agents going into the offseason. And the Jets got a lot of room under the salary cap, and you talk about free agency and all that. To me, free agency is very overrated. Free agency just kind of, you know, you bring in guys to kind of supplement your team, maybe a piece here, a piece there. You don't build your team through free agency. You build your team through the draft. That's how you do it. You implement free agents here and there. The Jets have a bunch of guys on their team that are free agents that, to me, are much more important for them to sign, for Joe Douglas to keep here, than to worry about guys, uh, you know, bringing in guys from other teams. Number one, don't forget Carl Lawson who was their big free agent acquisition in the offseason last year, uh, you know, uh, late of the Cincinnati Bengals, got hurt in training camp, missed the entire year. So you got him coming back next year to really help solidify that defensive line and solidify the pass rush. So getting him next year is almost like bringing in a brand-new free agent. So don't. So let's keep that in mind. But there's a number of Jets on the team now that Joe Douglas, to me, needs to bring back and, of course, we start with Braxton Berrios. This, to me, is an absolute no-brainer. They have to sign him. And when you hear some of the stuff that you're hearing in the media, you know, it doesn't look like the Jets are making this a top priority. It sounds like they want to sign him, but, you know, eh, if they don't, they don't. That's the impression you're getting. And to me, that's ridiculous. This is the kind of guy that winning championship-caliber teams 
have on their football team. You talk about that stupid, that ridiculous culture word. Well, this is part of building, uh, building a winning culture. Guys like Braxton Barrios, who hasn't missed a game all year, is we know what he can do. He can return kicks. He's a terrific wide receiver. He runs that jet sweep as good as anybody in the NFL. And I know they gave C.J. Mosley the MVP award this year. That's fine. But, boy, you could have made a case for Barrios. And, and – and here's something else with Barrios. Why didn't this wonderful coaching staff, why weren't they using him more early in the year? And I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say uh, recently on one of the uh, sports talk shows, and I'm not going to mention his name because I like the guy. I like him a lot. I know him and I like him. And I respect his, uh, what, you know, his NFL opinions. But he called Barrios only the fourth receiver on the Jets. Really? As far as I'm concerned, the only receiver on the Jets that's better than Barrios is Elijah Moore. And we haven't seen him for four weeks. Now, it looks like he's going to play against Buffalo Sunday. We can only hope in the last game of the year. But to me, he's the only receiver on a team better than Barrios. Don't give me Corey Davis, who's missed more than half the year, has dropped a ton of passes, had that huge fumble in the Buffalo game. Give me a break. Jamison Crowder isn't going to be back. I doubt, I doubt uh, Keelan Cole is going to be back. All right. I doubt either one of those guys is coming back. You got to sign Barrios. And this guy's got to be a key guy in that offense, not just a kick returner. They need to sign him. I'm going to say it again. Douglas has got to make that a number one top priority. I'm telling you, I've said it for weeks now. He will wind up with the Patriots and he'll wind up being a pro bowler with the Patriots because I guarantee you, Bill will use him as his top receiver, if not, you know, uh, his second best receiver. You tell me right now on the on the New England Patriots, who as a receiver is so much better than Berrios? Bill will turn him into a freaking pro bowler. The Jets have to re-sign Berrios. Joe Douglas, wake up. Get this guy signed. And there's a few other guys they got to sign. How about, I can never say his name right, Devontae Tardif, the offensive, the guard who they got from Kansas City. He's a free agent. This guy needs to be brought back. Don't worry about these guys from other teams. You got to bring him back. You got to bring Morgan Moses back as far as I'm concerned. You know, those guys have been integral parts of an offensive line that has gotten better and better and better as the years gone on. And to me, is one of the big strengths of this team, if not their biggest strength. You need to bring these guys back. You really do. How about signing them? Even Tevin Coleman, who's a free agent, I bring him back too. He's a solid player. He really is a solid player. So memo to Joe Douglas, okay? All right? Don't worry about these outside free agents. Oh, who can I? We got all this money. Who can I sign? your own damn players. Number one, get Berrios back. Sign Devontae Tardif. Sign Morgan Moses. I don't even care about Marcus May. You can let him go. It doesn't matter to me. You want to let Marcus May go? Let him go. He's going to want a ton of money anyway. He's okay. He's not that great. Uh, you know, you wouldn't pay Jamal Adams. You sure as hell ain't going to pay Marcus May. So you can let him walk. I don't even care about him. Let him go. Goodbye. See you. These are the guys they need to bring back. Berrios, number one. Devontae Tardif. Morgan Moses. Bring back Tevin Coleman. I'm good to go. You got Carl Lawson coming back, okay, who's like, a, like I said, like a brand new, like a first-year free agent signing. Bring him back. Let's see what happens. You can, you know, there's other guys out there you want to bring in. 
but I wouldn't be spending tons of money on guys from other organizations. That $32.5 million you spent on uh, Corey Davis was certainly money well spent. And even the C.J. Mosley signing, yeah, I know he's had a good year this year. I understand. He's made a lot of tackles for a team that's going to probably wind up going 4-13. and 13. Okay, fine, great. You know, he's dedicated himself. He lost weight, all of that. I get it. Fine. I'm happy he's on the team. But look, we got nothing out of him for two years, you know, before he finally gave us this year, this year. He got hurt in year one. He, you know, he decided not to play with the COVID stuff in year two. That said, Mosley had a very good year. Let's hope he goes forward and plays even better next year on a defense that actually, you know, it, it can stop people and uh, it will actually be a winning team next year because this team has to have a winning record next year. Four and 13, six and 11, seven and 10 is not cutting it. I'm sorry. They need to have a winning season next year. Okay. With that said, let me move on now, and we'll do our NFL picks for the final week of the regular season. Week 18, very difficult week uh, to, to uh, handicap. As so many uh, positions have been clinched already. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 of the 14 playoff spots have already been clinched. You still have some division titles that haven't been clinched. Obviously, the AFC East where the Bills, if they beat the Jets, will win the division. Uh, if they lose, <laughs> and uh, New England beats Miami, of course, they would win the NFC East. But uh, excuse me, the AFC East. All right, but let's get started. Five and zero last week. Here we go for the final week of the regular season. Game one. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts at home. Uh, excuse me, in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. It's a big number. It's a fifteen and a half point spread. But I, the Colts are not losing this game. The Colts win here and they go to the playoffs. And I know they've had trouble over the years with Jacksonville. I understand that. Remember, the only game Jacksonville won last year was against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. That's not happening this time. You know, Indy is going to pulverize the Jaguars and punch their ticket into the NFL playoffs. I don't see it any other way. It doesn't matter that the game's on the road. The Jaguars are done, finished, and cooked. They got 50 put on them last week by Belichick and the Patriots. They don't have a head coach. Right now, to me, they're, they're really a team in disarray at this point in time. They do have Trevor Lawrence. They will have a new head man coming in next year after the whole Urban Meyer disaster. 15 and a half is a big number, I understand, but I, I don't see how the Colts lose this football game. They come off that very tough loss last week to the Raiders at home in Indy. They're not losing this. They're punching their tickets to the playoffs. To me, there's no question about it. They will beat up Jacksonville here. It's a big number, I get it, but I'm laying the big wood. So give me the Colts laying 15 and a half against the Jaguars to to punch their ticket to the AFC playoffs in Jacksonville. That's game one. Game two, I'm sticking in the AFC South, and I'm taking the Titans, laying the 10 in Houston against the Texans. If, you, if Tennessee wins this game, they win the AFC South. That's it. They clinch the division. Well, they're ready. Excuse me. They've already clinched the division. If they win this game, they will have the overall number one seed in the AFC and get the week off and have home field throughout the playoffs. And I'll say this. If they get Derrick Henry back, which it looks like they're probably going to do for the playoffs, they are going to be a very, very dangerous team. Not the same team without him. But I love them here. No Derrick Henry this week in Houston. But give me the Titans laying 10 to beat the Texans and punch their ticket as the number one seed 
in the AFC. Again, a little bit of a high number on the road. And remember, Houston beat the Titans earlier in the year in Tennessee. So there's even more emphasis or impetus, I should say, for Tennessee to go out there and beat the uh, beat the Texans this week. Uh, again, big game for Tennessee. They win. They have home field throughout the playoffs. And remember, Derrick Henry probably coming back, and that really would change everything for the Titans. But give me the Titans here. Laying 10 against the, uh, the Texans uh, to punch their ticket as the number one seed in the AFC. So that's game two. Game three, and I was back and forth on this game because both teams are still alive for a playoff spot in the AFC. And that's the Steelers and, and the Ravens in Baltimore. Pittsburgh getting four and a half. I'm taking the Steelers here. Now, the Steelers need the Colts to lose. I mean, the only way they get it, it's very easy for the for Pittsburgh here. They win, the Colts lose, they're in the playoffs. Case closed, ticket punched. With that said, Baltimore needs a ton of things to happen. They're sitting there at 8-8. Eight and eight. They've lost, what, five games in a row now to Ravens. Uh, some very, very tough losses. Those two games they lost, uh, against one against Pittsburgh, and then the other one, of course, against the Packers when Harbaugh went for two at the end of the game, didn't get it. They wound up losing the game by a point in both cases. Uh, they really had a – it's been tough for Baltimore. I mean, there's no question about it. They lost another one-point game last week to the Rams. <clears throat> and the Rams who went, or look like they're on their way to winning the NFC West. So uh, it's, been, it's been tough for the Ravens. But I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half in what probably will be Ben Roethlisberger's final game of his career because I just don't see, as I already said, how Indianapolis is losing to Jacksonville. But I'm taking the Steelers in a four and a half. I think Ben's going to give it. I know it was an emotional game to win Monday night against Cleveland, his final game in Pittsburgh and all of that. But I'm taking the Steelers here getting a four and a half. It looks like Hundley's going to play for the Ravens. Uh, these games are always close. I mean, the first time they played, it was a 2019 Pittsburgh win. And as I mentioned, Harbaugh uh, went for two at the end of the game, didn't get it. And, you know, I mean, these are the kind of games they play. I mean, how often do you see a Ravens-Steeler game that's a blowout? I mean, all these games are close. Usually all these games are a field goal or less. So I'm getting four and a half with the Steelers, and I'm taking it. I'm taking it because Pittsburgh is still alive. So we'll see how this game plays out when all is said and done. Both teams still alive. Like I said, Pittsburgh needs a Colt loss, and they win, and they'll get in at 9-7-1. and one. Baltimore needs a ton of things to happen for them to make it uh, at 8-8. Eight and eight. They need a lot of help from the outside. Give me the Steelers plus the 4.5 in this game. Remember, these games, this is one of the big the top rivalries in the NFL out of the AFC North. Give me the Steelers plus four and a half against the Ravens. I, I got to believe this game's going to be a field goal game or less. So that's game three. Game four, I'm taking the Patriots lane six and a half in Miami. The Patriots are not losing this game. They're not losing. They still have a shot to win the division, a very small shot because the Bills are playing the Jets. But nevertheless, still a shot. You know Bill's going to have them ready to play. Miami's done. Look, Miami made a spirited run. They won seven games in a row after their one and seven start to get them, you know, into the playoff mix and into the playoff conversation. And it all came crashing down last week for Miami and Tennessee when the Titans absolutely annihilated them 32 to three, ending all their playoff hopes. So to me, Miami's basically a shot team. The Dolphins, I know they've given the Patriots trouble over the years, especially in Miami. And remember, they beat the Patriots opening day in Foxborough. Remember that game by a point? I think the final score was 17-16. Uh, 
Remember, New England was driving for the, at least a game-winning field goal, and they fumbled inside the 10-yard line, and Miami held on to win it. Bill's looking for revenge. You know, you know, Bill. Look, he's already put 54 on the Jets. He put 50 last week on the Jaguars. Bill loves to run it up here. He might do that to the Dolphins. I could see it happening. There's no way in my mind New England loses this game. No freaking shot. You're only laying six and a half in this football game. Like I said, to me, Miami's finished. They're cooked. It's over for them. Give me the Patriots laying six and a half in Miami against the Dolphins. Again, New England still with a shot to win the AFC East. It's a long shot, like I said, because the Bills are playing the Jets. And, you know, I, I would I would do a dance if somehow the Jets wound up beating Buffalo and knocking them out and winning the division. But we know that's not going to happen. But Bill's going to have his team ready to play at the very least to get the number one wild card seed. And, and right now they would play Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs. How crazy would that be? Give me the Patriots laying six and a half in Miami against the Dolphins. That's game uh, game four. Game five, I was back and forth on a couple of these games. I was thinking about taking the Raiders, who, of course, are basically playing a playoff game against the Chargers uh, in Vegas. The winner of that game is going to the playoffs. The loser is out. Both teams sitting there at nine and seven. I was thinking about taking this the, the 49ers, who are in a similar situation. 49ers getting points against the Rams this week. Uh, San Francisco wins, and they're in. That's it. Case closed for them. Uh, you know, so I was thinking about them. They're getting four uh, four points against the Rams in L.A. The Rams, of course, already clinched the playoff spot, but the Rams win the game, and they'll win the NFC uh, West. If they lose and the Cardinals win their game against the Seahawks, they would win the NFC West. So I was thinking about San Francisco, but I'm going to take the Saints. The Saints are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Atlanta, against the Falcons. The scenario is this, very simple. If the Saints win and the Niners lose, they make the playoffs. That's it. If the Niners win, they're in. So the Saints need the Niners to lose to the Rams, and they need to win their game against Atlanta, and they will get into the NFC playoffs at 9-8. and eight. I, 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 I got to be honest, I love them this week. I really do. Atlanta, uh, they they played a decent game last week against Buffalo. This season, though, is over. It was definitely over a couple weeks ago, but officially last week with the loss to the Bills. Atlanta has not played well at home. They've only won one game all year at home in Atlanta, and that was a couple of weeks ago against the Crummy Lions. I, I, I like the Saints a lot here. I really do. You know, they came off that win last week to keep themselves alive. You know, going forward, uh, they beat the Panthers 18-10. to 10. Taysom Hill is back. Kamar is there. The bottom line on the Saints is they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. One of the best. Cam Jordan's had a big year. You know, you got Marshawn Lattimore. You got Demario Davis. This is a very, very good defense. Remember, Atlanta beat the Saints earlier in the year in New Orleans. And the Saints have actually played better on the road, too. I mean, you know, I think they're two and two and six at home. It's either three and five or two and six at home this year. Whatever it is, they have not played well at the Superdome. You actually like them better on the road. Give me the Saints laying the three and a half in Atlanta against the Falcons to keep their playoff hopes alive, and we'll see how it plays out. I I happen to think the Niners are going to beat the Rams and make the playoffs, but it's certainly, uh, you know, there's a good chance that New Orleans, if they win, is going to get in. So give me the Saints laying the three and a half in Atlanta against the Falcons. Okay, so the Beningo picks for the final week of the regular season. 
Give me the Colts laying thir- uh, excuse me. Give me the Colts laying 15 and a half in Jacksonville against the Jaguars to punch their ticket to the AFC playoffs. Give me the Titans laying 10 in Houston against the Texans to wrap up that overall number one seed in the AFC. Give me the Steelers plus four and a half in Baltimore against the Ravens to at least keep somewhat their playoff hopes uh, alive in the AFC. Give me the Patriots laying the six and a half against the Dolphins in Miami. And then give me the Saints laying the three and a half in Atlanta against the Falcons. So those are the Joe Beningo uh, picks for week 18, the final week in of the regular season in the NFL. Okay, uh, let's give some love to our sponsors. And we'll start off, of course, with our buddies at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, don't forget, a week from tonight, we will be doing <laughs> our second live show. Excuse me. We'll <clears throat> we'll be doing our second live show from the Hackensack Brewing Company about 7 o'clock or so next Friday night. You want to check it out. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know the deal. You can bring your own food to the brewery. You can order from one of the many excellent restaurants in the area. They'll deliver it right to your seat. You know the tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 on Monday uh, through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. See my buddy Mike Jones and everybody there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Come check it out. Jones is all excited for his Raiders, a Raider win over the Chargers, and they make the playoffs. What a what a great comeback that would be uh, for Vegas. We'll see if it plays out. But don't forget, a week from Friday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, or a week from today for our second Live Oda Payne podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Also, of course, our buddies at Beach Camera, Isaac and Company, check them out. You know the deal, all the great prices on all the TVs. Uh, they offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give my buddy Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. You can stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, and you can let him save you some money this holiday season. You can use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. So, again, 732-993-6385. Uh, check out Eisen, uh, Isaac. Excuse me. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive Edison and let him save you that money. Uh, great place for all your electronic needs. And then, of course, my buddies at Anita Tire, my son Johnny, his boss Ari, go see them. Uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. Uh, any kind of stuff for your car. You need work on your car. You need new tires now with the snow here in, in the metropolitan area uh, today. Maybe you got to get some new new tires for the uh, winter season, whatever it may be. Go check out Anita, Anita Tire. Go check out Johnny. Check out Ari, of course. Johnny all pumped up for his Saints, uh, rooting against, rooting hard. Johnny will be rooting hard not only for his Saints this week, but for the L.A. Rams to knock off the 49ers and get his team into the playoffs. We'll see how it plays out. But go see Johnny. Go see Ari, uh, Ari, Anita Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Okay, Joe Beningo with the Oh the Pain podcast, the final weekend of the regular season. As far as the two local teams are concerned, this is the first time in about a month that I have not picked against the Giants. And you say, well, why didn't you do that? <laughs> why not? The Giants, of course, playing the WAFT, soon to be the Washington Admirals. Oh, my. What a disaster. 
Oh, uh, what a terrible night. Is that really what the Redskins are going to be? Excuse me. Oh, I said Redskins. Oh, my God. Is that really what they're going to be? To me, they shouldn't get – I like the WFT. They should just leave it alone. The Washington football team, WFT. Forget the Admirals? Really? Come on. That's brutal. Anyway, anyway, the Giants are playing uh, Washington this week, and uh, the WFT, as we like to say, uh, is the uh, – <laughs> I, I just I can't. My wife's here laughing about it too. It is very funny. There are seven points a favorite over the Giants, in what should be a boy. What what a scene that's going to be at MetLife. First of all, how many Giant fans are actually going to be there? And the people that show up are not going to be a happy crowd. I, you know, I've said it already. If I'm the Giants, I blow it up. We know Gettleman's gone. Joe Judge after his 11 minute tirade after the loss last week to the Bears. Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> You talk about a lot of rambling, trying to save his job. If I'm John Mara, I'm Steve Tisch, I get rid of everybody. Gettleman goes, Judge goes, and I get a new quarterback too. I don't know if I love Daniel Jones, but whatever. We'll see. Anyway, Washington, a seven-point favorite over the Giants. You got to take Washington. I mean, right now, how can you – you can't – the Giants are a disaster. The Giants right now may be the worst team in the NFL. The only team close is Jacksonville. And right now, if the Jaguars played the Giants, I don't know if the Giants are beating them. So I think you got to take Washington here, laying the seven. Again, this isn't so much a pick for Washington as it is a pick against the Giants. So uh, that's my pick on that game. Later, later seven with the WFT, with the Giants and Washington. As far as the Jets, they're playing Buffalo. We all know in Buffalo, Buffalo's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, and it looks like a cakewalk for Buffalo to win the division here. But I think the Jets are at, look, the Jets have been playing. You say whatever you want. I know I don't love Robert Salah, but he has, he's had his team ready to play football. They should have beat the Bucs last week. They beat Jacksonville the week before. They, they, they could have easily beat Miami the week before that. They're certainly playing football right now. Zach Wilson has looked a lot better, no question about it. And they're getting guys back. It looks like Elijah Moore is back this week. It looks like Jamison Crowder is back this week. It looks like Tevin Coleman is back this week. It looks like Quinnen Williams is back this week. So the Jets look like they're about as whole as they've been all year long. I think they're going to play the Bills tough. Look, I can't expect that they're going to win this game. I would be, but how happy would I be to see the Jets stick it to the freaking Bills, who I can't stand. The Bills, who, what did they beat them? 40, what was the score of the first game? 45-17? I think that was, whatever it was. Buffalo hammered them early in the year in MetLife Stadium. This is a much better Jet team than it was then. Remember, Mike White was the quarterback in that game, and they blamed Mike White for the, for the loss when it really was just a hideous defense and a major fumble in this game by Corey Davis, if you remember, who's not even playing anymore. But with that said, 16 and a half is a big number. The Jets are going to play here. I, I just don't see them not showing up and giving a maximum effort. Yeah, They look like a team right now that actually is really, you know, wishes they were going to keep playing football this year and it wasn't going to all end on Sunday afternoon. Call me crazy. I know I said they'd lose this game a couple of weeks ago, 50-3. to three. I don't see that now. I think they're going to play Buffalo tough. Can't see them winning. Would be great. But 16-and-a-half is a big number. I mean, you, could, you know, Jets lose by 10 and you cover. Jets lose by 14 and you cover. So they're getting, like I said, they're getting healthy here. I am, I am taking the Jets getting the 16 and a half in Buffalo on Sunday afternoon, even though I fully expect Buffalo to win this game. Looks like it's going to be some weather up there. 
maybe some snow, uh, you know, windy conditions, whatever. The Jets have been running the football well. I mean, they ran for 273 against Jacksonville two weeks ago. They ran for 150 last week uh, against a very good run-stopping defense in the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks, And they ran for 150 last week without Zach Wilson really doing anything running the football. Remember, the week before, he ran for almost 100 yards against Jacksonville. That wasn't the case last week against Tampa. Give me the Jets getting the uh, 16 and a half in Buffalo. All right. Uh, just a couple other things before we go. Again, the games that matter, we'll run them down again that really matter. The big game, of course, is the Sunday night game. The Raiders and the Chargers, they're both sitting there at 9-7. and seven. Uh, The game is in L- uh, Excuse me, in Vegas. Uh, the winner gets the, is, is makes the playoffs. That's it. Case closed. Winner makes the playoffs. This is basically a playoff game. Again, it's the Sunday night game. That's the biggest game on the uh, on the docket right now. We mentioned the uh, AFC East. If Buffalo wins, they win the division. If Buffalo somehow loses to the Jets and the Patriots, Patriots beat Miami, they wind up winning the division there. Pittsburgh's still alive at 8-7-1. and one. They need a Colt loss, and they beat the Ravens, and they would make the playoffs. The Ravens still have a shot at 8-8 eight and eight to make it in the AFC. They need all kinds of different things to happen. They need a lot of help, a win over Pittsburgh, and a lot of help. As far as the Colts, we mentioned already, the Colts, all they got to do is beat Jacksonville, and they punch their ticket uh, to the playoffs. In the NFC, the Packers have already clinched the overall number one seed. Really, the only spot up for grabs is that last playoff spot. It's either the Saints or the Niners. If the Niners beat the Rams, they're in. If the Niners lose and the Saints uh, beat the uh, uh, the Falcons, they would make the uh, playoffs in the NFC. If both teams win, uh, excuse me, if both teams lost, I should say, uh, it would go to San Francisco. So there you go. Joe Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. Enjoy the final week of the regular season. The NFL playoffs next week. Don't forget, a week from today, our uh, next at the Hackensack Brewing Company live Oda Payne podcast. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll break down the final week of the season. We'll look ahead to the NFL playoffs. A little, some final thoughts on the Jets and the Giants. Everybody, enjoy the snow. Have a great weekend. Uh, and uh, we're signing off on the Oda Payne podcast. We'll talk to you on Monday. All the love, everyone.